I'm Lyndon Lopate. The White House has declared that the pandemic will be over a week from today on May 11th. Well, how will that affect us, our health care and our access to vaccines and tests? And Broadway has bounced back from the pandemic, striving again, but now the film industry has been essentially shut down by the writer's strike, putting actors, crew, and many local businesses in financial peril. And if that weren't enough, there are rats and, and a rat czar duking it out on our streets. Uh, we have invited industrial hygienist Monona Russell back to our show to learn more about these issues and how they affect all of us who live in this area. She's the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety, the health and safety officer for local A29 of IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All, which is published by Wiley. Monona, welcome back to our show. Well, thank you. Nice to be here. The Biden administration declared that on May 11th, a week from today, the COVID-19 public health emergency will end. So are we all now fully protected from COVID-19? <laughs> I think in order to make sense of that, you have to realize that no one, absolutely no one is protected from getting COVID. Doesn't uh, it remain the third leading cause of death in this country after cancer and heart disease? Yes, it does. And not only that, it's preventable. It's just crazy what we're doing here. But <laughs> yeah, it, 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 whether you're vaccinated, boosted, or whatever, you, you, you are still at, at risk of contracting the disease. The vaccines and the boosts will help you when you get it to have a milder case. Uh, and, and that's even not even that's not really true for people who are immunocompromised and elderly. They may still have serious problems. So we're we're still killing off elderly and uh, and and dealing with these infections that way. And, and you have to really love the example that we can use to show that the infections are still happening. <laughs> there were 35 people who tested positive following a three-day conference called Epidemic Epidemic Intelligence Service. In Atlanta, it was the Centers for Disease Control own their own conference, and 35 people came with the disease, and they're now doing an investigation to see how it all happened and where they all traced to. So you just can't think about um, taking off your mask and and that you're going to be protected. Well, the administration announced the end of the pandemic because they said since January 2021, COVID-19 deaths have declined by 95 percent. Hospitalizations are down nearly one percent. And globally, uh, COVID-19 deaths are at their lowest level since the start of the pandemic. Uh, aren't hospitalizations down 91 percent? What does that mean for New York? Mm -hmm. Well, in New York, I got two sets of figures. There's a, there was a hospitalization total on April 29th from the Centers for Disease Control for New York, and they said 3,429 people were hospitalized. The New York Times has figures for May 1, and that's 4,350. That's a lot of people. You know, we have to realize this. You know, if that, if we had that many gunshots, <laughs> we'd be we'd be pretty much up in arms. So this is this is still a big problem for New York. Will May 11th affect Medicare? For example, will people insured by Medicare have to pay for COVID-19 vaccines after the 11th? Well, Medicare probably no. Um they 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 they're expecting to have the same kind of coverage for traditional Medicare. I think the people who need to call their plan probably are Medicare Advantage, hmm. because there may be some changes there for some of the uh, uh, the charges for them. But but the straight and traditional Medicare. Um, now, the other thing, though, is that with after May 11th, they have to make sure that they get it prescribed and it and they use their their um, in-network providers and don't over-the-counter COVID tests cease to be free after May 11th yes that used 
that is true. There are some health care plans that may pay for it, but basically you need to really get busy and get those <laughs> get those um, free uh, kits. And they're pretty useful. I don't know if you've used them, but they're, they're, they're pretty easy to use. Are private insurance holders going to have problems? Uh, won't some individuals and families lose their Medicaid or, or CHIP coverage to the end of the emergency? That is the really complicated thing. I read over the, the guidelines until my eyes bled, and I'm still confused. But what I'd like to actually read you is a quote from the end of it. And it says, due to the volume of individuals who could lose their Medicaid or CHIP coverage, state Medicaid and CHIP agencies may be able to provide timely, unable to provide timely information about the termination of coverage and alternate plan mm. op options that would enable consumers to make an informed decision about their health care options within 60 days. That translates to buckle up, kids, because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be on hold or whatever for, you know, this this does not bode well for the people who lose their, their Medicaid or CHIP coverage at this time and have to go private. You've offered to put the links to the governmental fact sheets on your website. How can our listeners access that information? Why don't I? Why don't I put it on on the the station's website? Okay, whatever. And uh, yeah, I'll, it, it'll be easier for. Uh, or they can contact me at um, uh, Arts Crafts and Theater Safety, and the email is actsnyc at cs dot com. Hmm. And by the way, you know what the CS stands for? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really important. <laughs> it stands for CompuServe. Ah, okay. <laughs> First email program ever, 1979, <laughs> started. So I have had the same email for many, many, many years. Isn't there a new COVID variant, uh, XBB.1.16, that we should be concerned about? What are its symptoms, and why has that strain been dubbed by some scientists on social media as Arcturus, which I gather upsets some health officials? I don't know what that means. Hmm. I have no idea why they dubbed it that, but it, it's it's... It isn't apparently any more deadly. Um, it has some odd symptoms. Conjunctivitis, it, pink eye? Yes, pink eye. Now, we've known for a long time that um, eye irritation and eye infections can occur. But this one really seems to specialize in giving people pink eye along with the, uh, the flu-like symptoms. And this is the same bug that, that caused that surge in um, India. And it's now over here somewhere between 10 and 15 percent. So uh, this is the new one, and it doesn't appear it makes some people s sicker. But um, it, it does have the conjunctivitis, and Lord knows what it's going to do long term. See, none of these bugs, these are all new to, to humankind. So we always don't know what the long-term consequences might be for any of these. Does the CDC advise people to protect themselves differently in different parts of the country? What about in this area? Well, here we have a low status. Um, there's low, medium, and high. And so they have three sets of protocols. So if we look at the low one, um, they say, and, and again, this is the CDC. They don't really know how plain folks live, I guess, because what they say is stay up to date with the COVID vaccines and, and booster doses. Yeah, we can do that. And then their second precaution is maintain ventilation improvements. Like <laughs> who, who improved the ventilation in New York? Did we really see much of that? And um, how are you going to, as the individual here, maintain them? Um, avoid contact with people who have suspected or confirmed hmm. uh, COVID. Well, you can't know that. There's just no way 
that you can really know that, especially because asymptomatic people are the main um, spreaders. Follow recommendations for isolation. If you yourself have it, well, yeah, that's common sense. Follow the recommendations for what to do if you are exposed to someone with COVID. And if you are at high risk of getting very sick, you know, talk to your provider. That's about it for people in low, um, in, in, in areas where it's low. The other thing that I, I really like is that all of these sets of precautions say that people may choose to mask at any time. People with symptoms, a positive test, or exposure to someone with COVID-19 should wear a high quality mask or respirator when indoors in public. That's just common sense. And I'm just glad to see that they got got that in there. I'm assuming airports as well, because among travelers at international airports, the CDC's testing pro- program has detected XBB.1.16 and around one in five positive samples uh, in arriving uh, flights through early last month. Wow. Yeah. One in five. See, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's big internationally. And so it's only a matter of time before it's big here. The question is whether it's going to cause a surge. Um, or just do the thing that the other ones did, did, what was maintain a rather high death rate and hospitalization rate compared to what is is normal. Um, that that we we haven't seen a peak now since since January. What about using Rinvoke? What are the most important information I should know about Rinvoke? Rinvoke. Because I gather it may cause some serious side effects, including uh, infections, because it can lower your ability to fight infections, such as tuberculosis and infections caused by bacteria, oh, yeah, that, fungi, yeah, that. fungi, and viruses. Um, and it may uh, also put you in a higher risk of developing shingles. So you say your healthcare provider should do blood tests before you start taking Rimvoke. Why would you even take it? Yeah, um, well, I wouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, at, at our age, shingles is just, you know, laying in wait. Hmm. So that doesn't make sense for well, us. Well, you could take a shot to, uh, to help you prevent shingles, can't you? Yes, and we have. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, that's like putting two rats in a bag and seeing them fight it out. Um, mm-hmm. It's a <laughs> you got one, one one on one side and one on the other, so I'm not sure that's the the best medication. There's there's some you know Paxlovid is a really still a, a good antiviral. I, I I can't see going to some of these other oddball things. And we we got our boosters last Sunday, our second boosters. So we're we're doing the best we can. My guest is Monona Russell, R-O-S-S-O-L. She's the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety, the health and safety officer for Local 829 of Yahtzee, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, uh, and the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All, which is published by Wiley. This is WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI. Org. Um, well, the last time you were here, we talked about the COVID policies of Broadway and the film industry was something you are involved in. Has anything changed in the New York entertainment scene? Well, of course, this writer's strike started Monday and uh, it's, it's going to be a huge economic hit because there were 50 productions or more shooting in the New York City area. So it's it's not just the actors and the crew and all the people involved in the actual production. And the late the, night talk shows, Saturday Night Live is canceled. Oh, yeah. I have to take sleeping pills again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Saturday Night Live is down. You know, it's those kinds of shows that rely on timely writing. Are, are all going to be out. So you're not going to be able to get, steal your gags in late night anymore. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
going to be a, a different time. Um, and so I guess the, the, the danger for, for individuals is boring. It's going to get boring. But um, the, the writer strike is a really interesting, interesting strike because we haven't had one for like 15 years. Well, in the past, the film industry did well while, with its zero COVID policy while Broadway closed. And now Broadway is thriving and the film industry is in jeopardy, <laughs> yeah. although not due to COVID. Uh, due instead to this strike. But has COVID been an issue in the film industry? Because a lot of people cross, go from California to New York or shoot all over the country. If someone is really interested in that, I published a very long thing in a peer-reviewed journal comparing the two plans and providing a lot of detail. So if if COVID plans are your thing and you want to see what a zero COVID plan looks like in the United States, because that's what we had in, in 2020 and 2021 in the film industry. And we shot all through those periods. And that was even before vaccines, most of it. And we had a we, we did very well with that program. Uh, yes, it's, 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 it imposes a lot of conditions on people, but you can stop this virus from transmitting. Absolutely. You can stop it dead in its tracks if you're just willing to do the work. Um, Tyler Perry's studio also did the same thing, and so he kept shooting. So it just depends on, on, on how you function, but the Broadway's strategy because they couldn't control the ventilation and they couldn't do a lot of the things that were necessary. Their strategy was to provide a lot of um, understudies, swing performers, on-call performers to keep up with the number of people who get COVID and are out for a couple of weeks. Um, so I call that the economy first plan, and that's the plan that they still have. I'm sure our listeners have lots of questions for you, so uh, I'm going to give out the phone number now if they want to talk to you. Uh, it's 212-209-2877. Monona will be taking your questions in just a moment. Again, 212-209-2877. But before we take calls... I thought I'd ask you about something that happened to you and Jack. What happened? Oh, is that something you want to talk about on the know, air? Well, here, you know, it's it's tricky because you know I love New York, and so I don't like to to, to trash it. But it's it's got a lot of problems right now. And uh, a while ago, um, I, I don't usually let him walk alone because he's ninety six and walks with a cane. And but he he and had he's a shrunk a bit too, hasn't he? Yes, you know we we do that. He's 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 about five feet, the poor dear. Oh. And um, he he went to um, his doctor and was uh, a mugged on the way back, about two blocks from home at noon, roughly. And uh, they, they that time they got money from him. Um, and then I was walking with him t towards Sixth Avenue to get a cab to go to another doctor's appointment with him. And I heard him yell and I turned around and someone had a hold of him and was shaking him down again. I mean, you've got to wonder what, what is going on on the streets in this city? Well, stress is a, is a health issue, isn't it? And he would be feeling, and many people who are feeling vulnerable like him would feel stress. That's well, yeah, and, and say nothing about my stress. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to him. You know, I was, I yelled my head off and I, I gathered a crowd. And you know who stepped in between and got the thing settled were three Girls, young mm -hmm. women, you know, I mean, to me, they're girls because everybody's a girl at my age. Mm -hmm. uh, and and they were really marvelous in stepping in and just telling that guy to let Jack go and so on. But it, 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 if somebody hadn't been there, I don't know what we'd have done. Let's take some calls. Again, our number 212 209 
1-877-577-7577. Hi, WBAI, you're on the air. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, but can you speak even a little louder into your phone? Sure, I'm speaking loud now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good afternoon, Milana, and also you. I listen to your program every day. You have, well, just one of the best shows ever. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so It's so, so true. I mean, your your interviewing style is just impeccable. I love the way you attack your guests, and not only attack them, but you really get down to the nitty-gritty. So my question is this. Um, I have not taken any COVID shots. I'm fine, no boosters or anything like that. I still wear my mask. You know, I'm not telling anybody to take anything with you. It's, it's not a one size fits all. But I'm just taken back that when I wear my mask, everybody thinks like, they look at me like I'm so crazy. It's like I'm sometimes I'm in places where I'm the only person who has the mask and they're looking at me like, wow, but I'm not taking off my mask. You know, like I said, I haven't had any shots or anything like that. I've been doing fine. I've been using the alternative methods and it's been working out for me fine. But it's just sometimes I feel like I'm like the only person on the street well, with the mask on. Yeah, well, on the yeah. subway, on the subway, I've been uh, checking it out. I would say that fewer than one quarter of the people are wearing masks. Yeah, well, very often Jack and I are the only people wearing masks in the whole place where we are. But, you know, you just have to, you, well, I guess you just have to be yourself and, and wear your mask and just, you know, tell the rest of the world to get get over it. Uh, so so welcome to the club, uh, <laughs> meet the president. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for your call. And thank you for your compliments. Let's go to another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. I've been listening to you forever on every station. You are the best. Oh, thank I you. I second the motion of the first caller. You are the best. I'm blushing. I'm, I'm blushing. It's radio, but I'm still <laughs> blushing. Well, you are the best. And surely your competition on another station is quite unhappy that you're so great. Anyway. Well, the other said the other station I used to work for, I guess thought I was getting a little too, thought I was getting a little too old and getting and being paid a little bit too much and uh, getting a little too serious and so they have a younger less serious person. I know and I, and it's become a joke. It's all showbiz razzle dazzle nonsense. But anyway, you are great. You always were, and I know they railroaded you. We all knew that. They cooked up fake stuff. But anyway, okay, I am unvaccinated. Hmm. I do not plan to be vaccinated. I have never had COVID. I take zinc, vitamin D, the whole panoply of vitamins. This is what I'd like to know. Will they do another lockdown, do you think? And would people stand for that? Aren't people just fed up with lockdowns? Minona? Well, yeah, my guess is that they, they wouldn't tolerate it. And, and what, what really is upsetting is when you look at the numbers of elderly, they are killing elderly at a rate of 1,000 a week. That's more than gun violence. That's more than just about anything, and except for heart disease and cancer. And I'm one of the elderly, so I take that personally. Hmm. And I know that if they wear their masks, if they distance, if they keep the virus from replicating in themselves, that they will save lives. I've seen the numbers. We did it in the film industry, so we actually know how it works. And um, uh, I, I resent the, the, the fact that they, they value elderly people so little that they are willing to kill off that number of elderly every every day. They are killing about 100, 200 elderly. That's just the way it is. And uh, the, 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 this country doesn't care about other people. They just don't. They don't think about them. They, they, they think about their own convenience. The, 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 they might get a, acne from a mask. They might get, it's uncomfortable. Um, it it inf interferes with their sociable uh, network and all. It's just, it just is. It, I can't compare what their 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 suffering is compared to killing 
um, elderly people. It just doesn't make sense to me. But getting back to the film industry, what happened when uh, the script called for a couple to kiss? Were were those uh, scenes uh, faked or uh, changed? No, no. No, no, because, well, for instance, if you if you 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 had to be tested every day and we're talking PCR, Hmm. if you're going to be in that kind of situation, they have to know you don't have COVID. That's not what they're not going to guess. They're going to know. So the the last meeting that I went to in person was um, about um, six, seven months ago, and it was a film industry safety meeting. And you had to show positive. You had to show that you were negative for COVID on a test before you could come to the meeting, and you had to wear your mask in the meeting. I'm sorry, but they took it seriously, and so they don't. They don't. They don't have the problem. You literally can control this virus. Caller, but it's willing to do it. It's gone. Okay, let's go to another call. B A I, you're on the air. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mr. Lopate, how are you? I'm okay. I don't have COVID. <laughs> Haven't had it. Yeah, so actually, I got a whole lot of stuff to say. I would try and compress it. First, I'd like to tell the, um, I'd like to tell the older um, lady, I'm sorry to have, I'm sorry about your husband. My stepdad, he's 82, and he has, a, he's getting like, no, you know, dementia. He's 90, so. he's 96. No, no, he, oh, the, oh, the wow. caller's stepfather. Oh, you're 82. Okay, oh, sorry. His, his stepfather's yeah, 82, right. which I am as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he was born in 1941, and he has, um, you know, he has a dementia, so every time I go out with him, I have to tell him, you know, he has a bad habit of taking his wallet out, and I got to tell him, keep your, your wallet inside your pocket. Hmm. But um, that's, a, that's a separate issue. Yeah, about the, the, the strike thing. They make decisions that's going to affect their own circle of people. Jimmy Fallon even said, he said, without writers, I don't have a show. So please, don't do nothing that's going to affect the writers in a detrimental fashion. You heard this from the, the host of, of, of Saturday Night Live himself. You know? Yeah. So, that's, that's, I mean, that's how I feel. Now, he had mentioned that it was on a news clip yesterday. And the second thing with, with COVID, when COVID hit, one thing I noticed, the people that are, that are already, like, into fitness, people were jogging still with no mask on. And, they, and I assume that they've been, you know, they've been into working out for a long time. So their immune system was already robust. And with me, I think I'm a pretty healthy guy. I'm pretty active and stuff. Um, I, I think I got COVID one time because I took the vaccine. Before, I never got sick in, in 2020 and um, up until I got the vaccine in December 20, 2021. Hmm. So if, you, if, you have, if you're healthy and you jog every day, especially that in itself will bulletproof your immune system. So I'm not even concerned without no more variants. I mean, I still put a mask on when I'm on the train. Yeah, and the bus and, and, goes, you know, and, and that's a reasonable position. It really is for younger people. But every time one of you starkers gets it, you have now replicated it, given it another chance to mutate and going to pass it on to somebody else and you keep it going. That's mm-hmm. the difference. I have no doubt that you will survive nicely. You'll still, if you're if you're healthy and in great shape, you'll be fine. Yeah. The problem is with the people who are not healthy or who are so old that their immune systems no longer function as they should. Those are the ones you're doing in. Thank you for your call. And we'll be taking more calls in just a few moments. So the number again, 212-209-2877. This is Leonard Lopate at Large on WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, streaming live at WBAI.org. I got it from Agnes. She got it from Jim. We all agree it must have been Louise who gave it to him. Now she got it from Harry, who got it from Marie. And everybody knows that Marie got it from me. We're back. Giles got it from Daphne. Yes, Minota Russell, who is the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety. 
the health and safety issue for local A22, A29, I'm sorry, of IATSE. I'm not hearing it in my headphones correctly, uh, which is the International Alliance of Make Theatrical sure. Stage Employees. She's the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All, which is published by Wiley. And again, the number to call, 212-209-2877. Let's take another call, Monona, okay? Okay. Okay, BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just had a quick question. Um, when your guest was about to say if we wanted to get what she had written uh, about this COVID, we should go to, and then she got interrupted. Um, oh. She, she never was able to finish telling us. Well, it's now open access, and if you send to um, that email that I gave, A-C-T-S- NYC at cs.com. Uh, I'm sorry, the whole article. It was in the um, um, the Journal of Educational and Environmental Health Policy. I'm sorry, could you just say that again? ACT. ACTS, ACTS, NYC, at cs.com. At what.com? CompuServe, CS. At cs.com. Yeah. And if I get it, go there, I would be able to, to get it. To you just it. email me and say, Manona, I want the damn paper you talked about. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, this is your email. And I would just. You betcha. I answer 100 a day. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to another call. BAI, you're on the air. Okay, now. Hello. I got a question. So a year or two back, I, I actually got you guys to admit that it was a little risky for pregnant people or um, young people who were planning on having children to take this uh, experimental shot, the, the, the COVID vaccine, because uh, we weren't quite sure what was happening with the reproductive systems. And you guys actually admitted that um, that there wasn't enough uh, long-term research to, dis to declare whether or not it was safe. So you just admitted that, you know, the older and, and compromised are susceptible uh, to risk, higher risk, of course. So my question is, why do you think it's okay for the film industry to mandate young people uh, pre-childbearing um, years to, to have to participate in an experimental, uh, you know, um, vaccination that that clearly the, the data proves does not stop transmission um or, or accepting uh, receiving it you're just not listening because the it, it isn't a matter the, the vaccine does not prevent transmission it it makes the disease less damaging when you get it especially if you're young so they want everybody to protect themselves fully and they want everybody to be taking tests. So it, depending on what zone you're in and what your job is, you may have once a week test, maybe once up to up to every day if you're into really close contact with others. And all of that is mandated. There is a COVID safety officer on um, site. It's, it's Achtung, our way or the highway. And what was important is it worked. We shot all through that time when the film, when the Broadway was down, when you were locked down, we were shooting film. Yeah, I wasn't locked down. I'm actually a, a considered an essential worker by the eyes of this uh, government here. So I was able to work the entire time. And uh, I'm one of those anti-maskers, so I never wore a mask once. Um, I may have gotten sick, but I'm young and healthy, so it wasn't that bad for me particularly. Uh, of course, I stayed on top of my vitamins. But, you know, I, I just find it reckless to try to put everyone in one, one category and say everyone needs to do this, especially with no long-term data. I mean, you got to Caller, do you yes. think that you should wash your hands regularly or is it only some people? They always have. Okay. I always have, yes. Hygiene, personal hygiene is, uh, is, is number one, of course. I mean, look at India. Uh, with uh, less, more than 30% of the population not having access to running water or toilet, mm -hmm. the... Uh, the disease is rampant in India, especially for children. So, um, no, that's that's uh, in the in the defutable. There, you you cannot uh, 
dispute that. Okay, well, thank you for your call. Monona, this caller and uh, a fair number of others over the, the, uh, the years that we've been talking about this uh, says that he really doesn't believe in the shots and he doesn't believe in the mask. And there are uh, people on this very station who argue that as well. Uh, All the controversy around Fauci uh, dealt with it. In fact, uh, there was a Sunday Times Magazine article about him in which nobody comes off looking good. So how do we explain all of that? Uh, Is is everybody right to some degree? No, I'll tell you what what I did from the early days of the pandemic is is through the American Public Health Association and the other listservs that I'm on. I read every day, as did my colleagues, at least two hours, the research coming from all the different countries. And what you have to realize is you can't say this paper says and that says and this. You have to look at the total picture Mm. of all of the data. And when you do that, it becomes so clear that the masks really do work. Yes, you will find a study now and then, especially when the parameters are different from the other studies that will say that it doesn't look like it. But the vast majority say that they really work and the vaccinations work and so on. As for the the, the, the person talking about pregnancy, and and the shots. My God, if you look at the statistics, especially in the black and brown communities of COVID, um, people who caught COVID and were pregnant, those outcomes are really, really bad. So you really, when you wear the mask, you're not protecting yourself that much. You are protecting others greatly. And, 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 the only time it works is when everyone works together. You cannot have the Auslander who's going to just blow his breath all over the place. If everyone is wearing the masks, the masks work. And, um, and, the, and the better the mask, the better they work. Let's take another call. Okay. Uh, again, the number here is... Uh, 212-209-2877. If you want to speak to Monona Russell, BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Oh, thank you. I didn't hear that little creaking sound that it usually makes when you're on the air. Um, oh, that creaking sound is just because I'm so old. Like... <laughs> you're hearing my bones no, 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 move. No. I'm a senior citizen <laughs> as well. So, no, I, I'm not going to entertain that kind of kind of stuff. But what I want to say, first of all, is um, I, I have heard other doctors on WBI. I'm a listener and sponsor and, and a supporter and everything else, you know, of WBAI. And I have been able to maintain my health through the understanding that I have been able to obtain through some of the medical experts that are all on WBAI and have been practicing medicine for quite a while. Um, so this is what I, I want to ask. There are certain uh, programs that have um, highly accredited doctors, international and uh, within this country, who don't agree with the vaccine, who indicate uh, that it is an experiment and it hasn't been proven to be uh, beneficial for humanity in the long run. I, I, I would really like for you, Mr. Lopez, for perhaps have someone on who can speak about that side of it in a calm and objective way from a scientific standpoint. Aren't there and any number of other shows that are already doing that? They, I, oh, I well, see. You see. WBAI is a minority, oh. a really big minority. In fact, if we lose WBAI, there won't be anyone saying and, mm-hmm. and uh, teaching and providing information that the station gives. So it's, it's not, uh, we are a minority. Okay. I mean, very much so. Well, we'll but, see. Okay. Okay, thank you for your call. BAI, you're on the air. All right, right. try again. Hey, how are you? Hi, we're okay, at least so Uh, far. Uh, And I'm not wearing a mask while I'm doing the radio show. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, 
Go ahead. Well, James Corden seemed to uh, retire before the writer's strike. Huh? I just wanted to point that out. He must have had a little inside word, and, or maybe it was a little more evident, and he decided, well, why am I going to go through a writer's strike? It's just a little thing I'm, I'm observing. And then Tucker Carlson doesn't have to go through it for other reasons. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, well, we uh, knew since January that, we, you know, there was a strike vote. And so everyone in our business has known right. that this is coming. Oh, the, you're right. talking about the so, writer's strike. Yeah, yeah the writer's out, strike. Yeah. yeah, we know. Um, well, it's a good time, I guess, to uh, just an ob- another observation or comment to uh, check the systems in these theaters to see if they need to update uh, their system. I was in a Whole Foods, not here in the city, some other state, and I swear I smelt ozone. So maybe they're pumping some ozone gas and you know into to sanitize things. Have you ever heard anything like that? And, of course. Uh, oh, there you of go. Of course, ozone has a, an occupational standard. It's it it damages not only the virus; it damages your lungs. Oh, I know, I know. But maybe so, uh, at night they sanitize the system or something. If you're smelling it, it's it's too much. I caught a whiff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would worry about it. Um, if you know, we they use ozone also, like after a fire, they will use it to to get rid of the odor and so on, and they'll put really high levels. But then they have to flush it all out because you don't want to be in 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 ozone or oh, interesting. Not only ozone, but any ion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Let me see. I lost my train of thought. Well. I guess another comment. Uh, I think if uh, at some point this, this these viruses could be more airborne and it'll be a little bit more contagious. That's just something I'm I'm uh, worried about. Uh, and uh, and and the masks. Uh, yeah, as far as preventing projection, but also I, I'm thinking of just wearing it in the subway. I, I thought about it in the in the past before the COVID. There's so much dirty dust and rat dust and droppings flying all over the place. It's probably a good idea yeah. to wear a mask. And I'm good going to get you. to the rats in just a moment, but uh, yeah. after we take uh, another call. Thank but you. Thank you. One of the reasons that we that the flu absolutely didn't happen for a, for, for a couple of years there, that was just only a rare case here and there, was because people were wearing masks. So it, it, it protects. He's, he's right. It protects you against dirt and schmutz and other viruses and all kinds of things. So uh, there's a lot of good reasons to put on a mask in, in a place like a subway. But uh, as far as the flu is concerned, some uh, uh, pandemics pretty much have disappeared. But the flu keeps on coming back. I have to keep on taking another shot. Uh, right. Do you think that COVID is going to be like that? Do you think that oh, sure. COVID is going to be with us from now on? Yeah, yeah, it's it's or going, some no. variant. Yeah, it, it's going to be new variants continually, and and it's it's the the flu variants kind of like are a little more predictable. So your your flu shot is what they project hmm. is going to be the variants that are going to be in your area uh, during the winter. So so each flu shot that you get is different. It's 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 blended in order to to deal with the variants that they expect. The, of course, the flu deaths, are, except for 1918, are are never anywhere near what we had with COVID. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Leonard Lopate at Large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. My guest is Monona Russell, who is a regular contributor to our show. And let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Are you there? Okay. Well, do you think we lost that call? Probably. Um, I want to, again, uh, I'll give out the, the number. But uh, I did want to address another issue. uh, The number is 212-209-2877. Okay, well, we are going to take another call now. And then I want to talk about rats. Okay? Okay, well. Yeah. Okay, let's. I'm not not taking another call, Reg. Okay. 
Well, anyway, let's talk about the rats for a moment, and we'll see uh, about the other thing. Uh, you say that there are rats and a rat czar duking it out on our streets. How is that working, affecting us? Well, yeah, the the, the latest proposal is, you know, to, to put... Uh, garbage bins uh, uh, in, in on the sidewalks and in the streets and make sure that all the garbage is not available for the uh, rats to, to live on and that, 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 that should reduce the population. But they're talking about 100 to 130,000 parking spots being lost. Yeah. And look at all the ones we've already lost with the outdoor restaurant facilities. So... I, you know, I, I think. And what about the cost of putting up those bins? Does that matter or would that be saving us money on another level? Well, I think it would save us on another on another level. So I'd, I'm not too concerned about that cost. That's going to be minor compared to the cost of having people put them out and, and service them and dealing with all of the issues around them. So and the parking spot. So I, I, I think that, that Kathleen Corradi is going to need a bodyguard when the people start trying to find parking. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Yes. Hi. Uh, hi. Talking about rats made me think of fleas. made me think of the bubonic plague. Yeah. And everyone knows about that. So tell me, uh, Winona? M-O-N-O-N-A. M-O-N-O-N-A. Just as a historic perspective, uh, if they wore masks during the bubonic plague, would it have helped? Was that airborne enough? No, not really. No, the real problem was the... the, You see, every every virus has its own route. And the problem with, with our understanding of this one is that the CDC and some of the experts didn't believe that it was airborne. They thought it was, you know, you got to wash your hands and it was fomites and on surfaces and on your food and, and that sort of thing. And it wasn't. It just really, that was not a minor, that was just a minor way. So the frequent hand washing was a big part of the push at the beginning of the pandemic. And now it's not seen as, as, as important. Although yeah, hand washing is they, always a good idea, of course. Sure, but they call it COVID theater because uh, it is not—it's not your primary um, route of entry. They re- the the fact that this virus is so small, you know, down to 0.1 micron uh, droplets, that that's a hard size to even capture with a respirator. Hmm. So it just gets everywhere, and it will stay in the air for hours. You know, it'll just hover wherever and it'll go wherever the wild wind goes. So that's why we saw all those interesting cases where somebody walked into a place and 20 feet away there was an infected person and they got infected and they, you know, they even speciated the virus and it was proven (laughs) the same one. Despite the fact that we were told six feet was the. the, Yeah, six feet is. Six feet is nothing for this virus. <laughs> it, it, you know, obviously staying away helps. Wearing a mask helps. Being vaccinated helps and all three of them. And you really get some numbers down. But there's no guarantees with, with one that is airborne. Well, and, uh, you know, we still see bubonic plague in the West all the time. And it still is usually uh, flea-borne. Um, so it, 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 it can be otherwise, but it's, it's not a common route. I, still, I know some people who still refuse to um, go to places where there are going to be a lot of people congregating unless there's a, a lot of space between them. So they don't go to theater anymore. They, uh, they don't go to movies anymore. Um, they're less likely to, to go to a dinner party. Um, are 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 they being overprotective? No, if they're if if they're at risk, yeah, they they are being absolutely wise. They they it, you have yeah, to going make going on an airplane, for example. Well, airplanes. Uh, if you're wearing a mask on an airplane, um, the 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 combination of the ventilation and the mask, you, you got a pretty good chance of getting off that airplane without it. 
Minota, um, we're pretty much out of time. Is there anything you want to add in the last minute? Oh, no, but other than to say that when when you wear a mask, it isn't yourself that you're protecting if you're a young person, but you are helping others. So if you see somebody coming and they are elderly and frail and it's quite evident that they're not strong, you know, why not? Why not help them out and, and just make them more comfortable? It's just a it's just kind of like courtesy. No, I talk about your book, Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All. Uh, it, it has Does that require some updating? Well, I'd love to update that, but uh, Wiley has the rights. Um, I've updated my uh, some of my other books. Okay. But, you want um, to give us an example before we go? Oh, well, I'm teaching a course on... Uh, July 31st to August 4th. It's a 40-hour course just on the safety and health issues in the arts and entertainment industries. It's for people who want to be involved in safety in film, television, theater, or uh, in industrial hygiene. And, um, and where is that? Uh, it's online. Okay. So they can, again, they can ask questions here. Um, we, but we do it at through the University of Delaware by Zoom, so it's it's um, virtual. And how and, can it people access that? Because I'm pretty much out of time. Yeah, no, they can again the same email. Okay. And, and ask a question about it, and I'll, I'll I'll give you a description and a flyer, and you can do with it what you want. Uh, thank you so much, Monona. Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of our show. And my great thanks to our executive producer, Keziah Glow, and our audio engineer, Reggie Johnson, for all of the invaluable work that they do throughout the week. And if you'd like to check out more of our one-hour interviews on one subject, you can access our archive of over 800 shows at WBAI.org or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else that podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach me directly, my email address is Leonard located at WBAI.org. I need to ask you to consider stepping up and supporting BAI. We are going through a rough time right now and hope to stay afloat during these rough times. Um, please make a tax-deductible contribution at whatever level you're comfortable with by going online to give to WBAI.org. That's given the number to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 right now to keep this show and the station coming to you. And you might also consider becoming a sustaining member of WBAI, what we call a BAI buddy, uh, for $10, $15, $20, $25 a month. If you do that, we're happy to send you a WBAI tote bag. Uh, remember, it's tax deductible. Uh, we're the only station on the New York dial that is 100% reliant on our listeners. We're preempted tomorrow, but I hope you can join us again on Monday when Wanda Little... Benamore will discuss her new book, The Rhetorical Road to Brown versus Board of Education. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend.